Tombstone Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss the movie Tombstone minute by minute. I'm your co-host, Rob, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Joe. I'm here for your tombstone needs. Oh, good. It's good, because this is the important one. This is the foundation right here. This is minute 101 of Tombstone. This is really the first one you should listen to. Yep, this is where you start. Um, if you want to know anything about Tombstone, uh, Joe and I are here to tell you about it. Um, let's just throw out some fun facts about Tombstone that we've learned in this movie. Um, I'll start. It was founded by Tom B. Stone. His claim to fame is that he founded Tombstone and uh, invented the water slide. Yes, yes. He uh, later on left Tombstone um, to start his water slide company. Um, another fun fact about Tombstone, uh, it is known, especially during this era, for the Clanton Tanning Saloon, or Salon. Saloon? Salon. <laughs> Now that you've established what a saloon is. Yeah. Uh, In this minute, minute 101, uh, Billy Breckenridge has had enough. Uh, In the previous minute, we find out that Mr. Fabian Fabian had been uh, murdered by the cowboys, and they're all ugly. Um, And Billy... um, Puts Mr. Fabian's hand, holds his hand for a little bit, and then he just turns away, walks off, gets on his horse, behands like, where are you going? He's like, I'm sorry, sir, but we have to have some law. May, may I ask you a question? Yes. This is. Can we get a little shallow on this podcast? Well, I mean, we usually don't, but let's try it. <laughs> Who do you think's prettier? Uh, Billy Zane or Jason Priestley? In this movie or in... in I'm going to go with Billy Zane. Billy Zane's my answer. I don't have to ask for any clarification. How, what Did are you, you talking? How, you, do you really think B- Billy Zane is better looking than Jason Priestley? Yeah. Why? I like his hair. <laughs> and he wears fun hats in real life. <laughs> well, now, so now we're going outside the film? Um... I, I, yeah, we'll go outside the film a little bit. All right, so uh, he does have a stage presence. Yeah. Do you think that before he died, he tried to give the St. Christmas Day speech again, and then they just shot him? <laughs> That's he thought only... he, he, the reason that he protected uh, Josephine is he thought he was invincible until he found out the guy robbing her uh, was from his mother's womb untimely ripped. <laughs> maybe this is maybe the St. Crispin Day speech is the is only this a, thing. Is this a safe space for Macbeth jokes? <laughs> maybe that's the only speech he knows. Like that's all he knows. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's like one of those hack comedians that's been doing like the same material for forty five years. <laughs> yes, and he's just like, oh, what do I do? All he right. doesn't even know how to read. He just like memorized it phonetically. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm on, I'm on t- I'm on I'm on team I'm on team Fabian here. Well, you love you love to get zany. Yep. You're gonna go with Breckenridge. You're gonna the Breckenridge Breckenridge boy. That's what you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm with the sister boy. Yeah, I'm a Fabian fan. Um. So I I have a question. Uh. So 
Billy Breckenridge is upset. He's seen what he's seen uh, angers him. He he says, I'm sorry, sir, but but we have to have some law. Right? Why does he, he call right? him sir? He's an adult. Well, I mean, the adulthood of Billy Breckenridge we should dig into because as he says. How old is he? Like, dude, I mean, you're, you're the Breckenridge expert. How old? Uh, roughly. I know you don't know exactly. What was he during this time period? Uh, okay, so Billy Breckenridge was born in 1846. So he's in his 20s. He's in his 30s at this point. It's like a 35-year-old man. Wait, hold on. You said 46? 46. Oh, yeah, and this is early 80s? Okay. Yeah. So he should know better. And also, he's the law. Like, when he's, like, when he's saying, like, we need to have some law, you're a deputy. He's resigning from the force in, in protest of their lack of ethics. I guess that's fair, but I just think this is interesting where he decides this is enough's enough, right? Like, he's gone through all this and a a, rob, a robbery gone wrong, and he's like, I'm out. You guys did too much. Yeah. You, you tried to steal that well, man's Well, it's personal watch. now because he loved him. I mean, he was – I mean – yeah, yeah. Uh, he was the only person that was, like, legitimately nice to him that we saw. Um, the Earps were kind of nice to him. They said hi. They said hi, I suppose. I guess they weren't They were never mean to him. You're right. That's, that's um, better than we do in the hallways at work. <laughs> it's better than we are to each other. Uh, <laughs> I do enjoy Johnny Ringo here because after – after Billy gets on his horse and rides off, Johnny Ringo's like, let him go. Who cares? <laughs> Forget That's it. That's absolutely how you would have handled that situation. In uh, in the novelization of the script, Joe. Uh, why? Um, okay, have we gotten any survey feedback on this? No. no one Still no? Oh, this I'm is why it's important. One. This is why it's important that people fill it out. Um, I think I – think he gets one more shot, and I think Johnny Ringo gets another shot in calling him Sissy Boy. Um, <laughs> sissy Boy or Sister Boy? Oh, uh, Sister, sister Boy. Yeah, Sister theater. Boy. Okay, sister that's boy. better. Uh, yeah, I think I think he says it again. Um, so that's good. In fact, I'm looking in the original script. I, this is actually the original script. Sister Boy is said six times in the movie. In the original <laughs> script. So they, they cut some out. Not enough. <laughs> Maybe it's enough. Maybe it's enough. Maybe it's good they cut some of that out. Uh, do you have anything else about our favorite sister boy? He'll be missed. Yeah, Actually, not, you know. Not really, he won't be missed because he's worthless. It is interesting that, like, do you, do you know any other movies of Jason Priestley in it? Uh, jeez. Um, for some reason, I always get him and Jason Patrick confused. I have no idea why. You get who, who confused? Him and Jason Patrick, who is in oh, Speed Two Cruise Control. Wasn't he in Speed <laughs> Two Cruise Control? I think he was. Is that the second time we've brought up Speed Two Cruise Control on this podcast? Yeah, like I feel like. I mean, he's in a lot of TV, but it's weird that like this didn't lead to more. It's kind of like these days, you know, TV obviously gets a lot more respect. But back then, once you got in, once you were a TV actor, it was really hard to break out of it. That's true. Um, I'm 
I'm scanning through his uh, his yeah, IMDb, really and I don't really see. Actually, I don't really think I have seen any other movies that he was in. Yeah, it's mostly TV TV shows. I mean, in his um, known for an IMDb, number one is Beverly Hills 90210, and number two is Tombstone. Oh my God, he was in a TV show called Tom Stone. No way. Yeah, one episode. As little bitty. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about? Tom charming... Stone is a charming rogue with a colorful past. This what? is about Tom... It's about Tom B. Stone. Oh my gosh, a TV series that ran from 02 to 03. Tom Stone. Wow, and it's about him working with Mounties. There's an underutilized group <laughs> in, in film and TV, the Mounties. I have you ever am... met, a mount, met a Mountie? No, I never have met I'd a like Mountie. To. Met a Mountie, met a Mountie. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, Jason Patrick, I was thinking of, uh, I believe he's in NARC. Uh, I can't believe it was a show called Tom Stone. <laughs> Um, amazing. Uh, after after the stagecoach takes off, um, we're back to the Erp Vendetta Riders. We have um, McMaster's looking through. I was gonna say telescope, which I think is technically correct, but I I think the right term for this would be a spyglass. Okay, you like that? Sounds cooler. Yeah, he's looking through a spyglass. Uh. And he, I don't think he says anything else. I think he, we just see him looking through it, right? I don't think he says I think the next minute he says something. But I'm going to say something about this. Um, that's why we're doing this. Um, I love, love when movies show us what someone sees through either binoculars or a spyglass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it when uh, the best is when they're looking through a periscope in a submarine. That's the peak of that kind of shot. Yeah, because we're seeing something that, like, because then they're hidden, right? I just, I love it. I love it. I love, um, it's partly, it's probably the only reason I enjoy sniper movies is I just want to see it through the scope. Like, I just like, <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. There needs to be, needs it needs to happen more. I never get sick of it. You're never like, oh, I'm tired of looking through this person's binoculars. Someone should film a movie about, uh, a scientist in a lab just looking at stuff in a microscope for you. I don't want that. <laughs> so you only want them looking through a glass if it's not in an educational setting. I want binoculars. I want telescopes. I want spy glasses. I want th- those are the things scopes. I want. Scopes. Scopes. But I don't want like I don't want someone looking at the stars. I'm just saying that in a <laughs> in a movie looking through binoculars in telescopes is way more glamorous than it is in real life so what you're saying is you like voyeurism yeah i mean i do in movies like rear window is a great movie part of it you get all the shots of him looking through his binoculars well actually he's looking through his camera isn't he oh yeah he uses binoculars too no you're right it's it's his camera that is a great movie though um but yeah i think i yeah there's a little bit of voyeur and i i enjoy i enjoy uh shots through telescoping lenses next time i go to your house i'm just gonna see you in the backyard looking at your neighbors through binoculars because no, it's in real life that's really boring to do you gotta focus yeah we have to i work uh part-time at a professional baseball stadium and one of my jobs is to mark on the scoreboard like who's warming up in the bullpen okay so we have to use 
binoculars to see because it's so far away. We're behind home plate. <clears throat> so I have a very, uh, very firm opinions on road uniforms in Major League Baseball based on how easy it is to read their name <laughs> and where the numbers are placed on it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's pretty hard to see out there. I'm usually not the one that has to do it, but once in a while I have to get the uh, the binoculars out to let the fans know who's coming in to save are, the day. Are you bothered when you when when they're playing teams that don't have names on the back, or do you just use the number? Uh, if I could see the number, then I can look that up easily. You know, the the by far the toughest one to read is Arizona because they have uh, their road uniforms are like black, basically. Okay. And then their their numbers and their names are an extremely dark gray. Oh. Their jersey's not quite black. It's like a dark gray, and then the numbers and letters are a slightly less dark gray, and it's darn near impossible to read. It looks cool, I think, but for the purposes of looking through a it scoreboard at... operator, it's less than <laughs> ideal. They did well, obviously weren't thinking of us. No, <laughs> no, they weren't. Um, do you have anything else on this minute, Joe? Uh, we have a. It's not. Nah, it's a pretty dumb minute, but uh, we have a yeah, tough. Why, like, why? Okay, why does Behan get so upset that Billy's leaving? Like, why would he care? Because he's taking his deputy badge with him. <laughs> he's. <laughs> I special ordered that badge. Also, seriously though, like he gets really upset. Why does he care? I think he cares because um, Behan is such a weak-willed character that he had to find someone just as weak in order to lord over, and now. <laughs> And now he, that guy's leaving, right? Like, Be- Breckenridge is the only person he could find in the entire city of Tombstone that he could hire as a deputy and would actually do the stuff that Behan asked of him. Because no could, one else he, does. He could get the bartender. Milt? Don't you <laughs> slag off Milt like that. <laughs> Man. Milt let Johnny Tyler bully him. That, Milt, that was during Milt's younger days. <laughs> <laughs> Two months ago? How much time has passed since the beginning of this movie, would you say? Oh, would you guess? Because it's I not would, clear. I would say eight months, ten months. I don't think it's that long. That's how it feels I to do, me. But here's the thing. like, How long would a traveling troupe of actors stay in a town? Oh, that's true. So do you think it's more like four well, weeks? Uh, maybe, but like, how much – like Wyatt Earp kind of makes it out like they've made a fortune. And how fast could they make that much money? Uh, he obviously good... runs a casino better than Trump did. <laughs> Got to sneak it in there. That's true. Um, yeah, because I think he... Let's try to get some dates here. Uh, the The gunfight at the OK Corral happens in October of 1881. All right, so um, when's the Vendetta ride? So the Vendetta ride would be... Let's take a look at when the uh, the... When Buffalo Bill died, we could probably get a date on that. Um, wow, that, that happens like the same time? on March 24th um, in 1882. So that's like it's like five months between OK Corral and when Curly Bill gets you killed. You said Buffalo Bill. Oh, sorry, Curly Bill. <laughs> okay, I was really confused. <laughs> sorry. Um, so, so, and then... They and were he there arrives for quite the, a while before. And he arrives at Hooker Ranch on March 28th. 
Um, so this movie ends late March, early April, pretty much. Yeah. Well, well, we don't. I guess we don't really know how much long it. So, like, this is probably taking place over the span of yeah, like you said, eight to ten months. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, let's see. Moved to Tombstone. He moved in Tombstone. Um. Eighteen eighty. He moves in like. He has his first confrontation with the Cowboys on in July of 1880, and he moved to Tombstone. You're right. So he moved to Tombstone in, like, 1879 or so, or right. maybe a little later. So this is taking place over the span of about two years. Yeah, two years. So it's condensed a little, which is fine. Yeah, this movie's plenty long. Um, do you have anything else on this minute, Joe? Uh, no, I no we didn't we do a pledge about if we got enough responses we would do a Wyatt Earp one. Yeah, what's our status there? Uh, we need more responses to do a Wyatt Earp one. <laughs> a lot more. Yeah, I would say more than we have. How's that? That's what more means. Yep. Uh, more. We need more responses than ones we currently have. We need more people to fill it out than have filled it out. <laughs> Are you having a stroke? <laughs> the number of responses we have now, if you if this you double, t- you're having a touch of gray moment right now. <laughs> touch of gray. <laughs> the number of responses we have now, if you doubled, we'd still need more. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, maybe we should just do it anyways. Well, well no, cut that out, actually, because then people won't do the survey. Also, I think we should decide that if people um, – we maybe should switch it. So if we don't get 100, we, we make them to. watch Wyatt Earp. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Listen, um, either you watch it or we do. You decide, people. I, I have some exciting news to share, Joe. I mean, you know this news, but I think we should share it with our listeners. Okay. We are, uh, we are. Let's just make this sound more important. We are in contract talks. There will be another minute by minute podcast. Yeah, there is uh, a. I won't call it a holdout, but someone made some. The the I'd say the most talented person in this podcast made some demands, and they they were finally met. (laughs) And I won't say that the negotiations were acrimonious, but I will say that we emerged from it with a clear creative vision and unbridled enthusiasm. Yes. Would you concur? I can concur. And uh, we will announce it as we move farther along, but I thought we'd just give a hint for what it'll be, a pretty vague hint. This is the first hint. I don't expect you to figure this out at this point. Um, All right. How about... We're gonna keep this simple. Um, well, it, okay, we should have worked the, the out exactly what we were gonna say beforehand. <laughs> we never do. Why would we start? Uh, do we start with the genre? Why don't we give it a? Why don't we? Why don't we give it a? a no, because there's some people that that know knew our shortlist. So if we say the genre, then they're gonna then they'll know what we're gonna do. What about the what about the decade? Well, that's <laughs> yeah. That 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 keeps it. Yep. 
because pretty much everything in our short list was from the same decade, so that won't okay. spoil it for the people that are a little bit more in the know. Um, we will be doing it on a movie that was made in the 90s, 1990s. Mm. Gave away well, a little it could, more you're there. right. It could be a film from the 1890s. It'd be yeah. a sh- we're, we're minute by minute like of a, a Lumiere short. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one episode. Yeah, did they make? The, when did the Great the Train Robbery one come out? Uh, that's like 1903 or something, right? Or is it? Is that still in the 1800s? 1903. Um, yeah. Man, so, I nailed that. I'm really proud of that. Nice work. Um, uh, when did the the trip to the moon come out? That was in the 1890s. Uh, oh no, I'm wrong. In I was 19... thinking that was like 1911 or. I something. thought it was like 1899. It's 1902. Well, 1902. Okay. Uh, we're not doing those movies. <laughs> I will be uh, in a few days. Did he make that in Leon too? I will be. I believe where that was made, but I. I could be wrong. Anyways. No. Nope. Neat. I will not be there. I will be where the Lumiere brothers work, though. Um, so, yeah, we that, that's a clue. A movie in the 90s. Um, and I, I think people will be excited. I think it will be... There's going to be a lot of laughter. Mm-hmm. And... I, don't, I mean, I don't think it will be a disaster. And what's... And questions about what a lot of concern... And I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> like I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be extremely mad, often. That's why we, that's why we need you. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, we don't. If we keep talking, we're going to give it away. Yeah. All right. We're gonna, we're gonna leave it at that, and we'll be back tomorrow with minute one or two. Please, yeah. Actually, before you go, please, even though we have revealed we've picked. You should still, if you haven't done the survey, still tell us what we should do because the suggestions really make us laugh. Yep. And if you guess it correctly, I will physically give you a thumbs up that you won't be able to see, but I'll do it. (laughs) Okay. Joe will too. Sure. All right. We'll be back tomorrow.